Welcome back, dudettes and dudes. This is episode 118, 118 of The Anxious Truth. Thank you for coming by and spending your time with me. I appreciate it as always. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. My plan for this episode was to uh, talk about what I was calling the bad day playbook. Essentially, how to make a plan or a playbook that you could just fall back on and automatically execute during the recovery process when you, you have those days where you're struggling when it's a bad day, because they're going to come. And last night when I was thinking about it a little bit, because I really I don't really plan ahead for these episodes so much. I have a topic and then I just start speaking and stuff sort of happens. And I, I realized, hey, wait a minute, um, I've written a book about this. And, and I wrote an entire lesson specifically about this, the, the days where you struggle and the, and the expectation that you're going to struggle and we can do about it. So I said, well, if I was smart, why don't I just read a, the chapter of the book uh, because it's going to be much more coherent and probably detailed than the stuff that I'm going to come up with just stream of consciousness as I go along. So today we will read lesson 5.5. Uh, it's called Expect to Struggle. And it is from my book entitled The Anxious Truth, a step-by-step -step guide to understanding and overcoming anxiety, panic, and agoraphobia. If you are interested in the book, especially after hearing this little preview lesson, you can find it at theanxioustruth.com slash recovery guide. The description is there. There is a sample chapter download. There's another audio sample that you can download. Uh, and every place that you can get the book is listed there. And if you've already bought the book and you're enjoying it and it's helping you, maybe take a moment to review it on Amazon. I would appreciate that. Uh, anyway, okay, so I'm going to read the chapter, I will probably add some of my own commentary at the end, because it's not a super long chapter, I'll sort of wrap it up with some of my own thoughts, hopefully it will be helpful to you and I will see you guys afterwards. Lesson 5.5. Expect to struggle. This is a lesson that I wish I didn't have to write, but I'd be leaving out an important bit of information and experience if I didn't write it. Before you read on, I'm going to remind you that I did everything that I have written about up to this point. I lived this thing. I was you. I'm still here, though, and I'm better than ever. Millions of others have also traveled this path before you. They also encountered obstacles and challenges, yet still completed the journey. Do not get discouraged, and do not let any of this frighten you. It is better to be prepared with a detailed and realistic roadmap. I could paint you a rosy picture to make you feel better or inspire you, but that would be the easy way out. Inspiration is great, but it's not everything. Expect to struggle as you execute your recovery plan. It happened to me. It happens to everyone. It is to be expected. Unfortunately, this is not an easy process. There will be struggles, uncertainty, and periods of slow progress. Trust me on this. It will all be worth it. Don't misunderstand me. You're not going to live in a torture chamber for the next few months. Nobody is going to beat you with a stick as part of this process. You won't be shot at, stabbed, or called names, but you will still struggle nonetheless. The struggle is in learning to ignore your body and mind when it literally hits the panic button. The struggle is in telling your self-preservation instinct to sit down and shut up. The struggle is in doing hard, scary things again and again to learn that they're not actually hard or scary. The struggle in this process is primarily mental and emotional. It isn't about enduring pain. It is about enduring doubt, uncertainty, and disbelief. Recovery from an anxiety disorder does not happen along a straight line either. Progress towards freedom from anxiety, panic, and fear is like the stock market. From hour to hour and day to day, stock prices rise and fall. Money is made and lost. This is normal and expected. One rarely succeeds or fails in the market based on two trades made on a Tuesday. One succeeds by having a smart investment strategy executed over time. 
A smart investment strategy rarely involves huge trades that make you millions overnight. The most successful people invest wisely in proven companies. They go with what has been shown to work. And most importantly, they are patient and willing to play a long game. This strategy also applies to your recovery plan and its execution. You are not day trading with anxiety and fear. You are playing the buy and hold long game with it. You are building a plan based on what works, knowing that it takes some time to complete that plan. It is very important to remain aware of this as you go about the business of getting your life back. Do not expect every hour to be better than the previous hour. Do not expect every day to include giant victories and steps forward. As jazzed as you may be about kicking anxiety in the rear end, this is not an express elevator to the top of the recovery mountain. It is a common experience for people to struggle more when first starting out on this new path. This is normal. You are learning how to do new things and how to approach your anxiety in a totally different way. The struggles thus tend to be many in the early days. The good news is that when you stick with it, it gets better. In later days, you will be more advanced in your recovery. The struggles will then be fewer, but can be harder from a mental and emotional standpoint. When you've gone a long way, it can be hard to feel like you've been dragged back to the starting line, even though that doesn't actually happen. This is also normal and to be expected. You will struggle more in the early days. You will struggle less later on, but those struggles may be deeper. Keep this in mind as you go. Now, let's talk about the different struggles and challenges you will likely face along the way. Some days you will not want to get out of bed to face this hard work. You will be tired. You will be sick of being afraid and on edge and unsteady. Frustration will set in. You will get angry with yourself. Sometimes you'll get angry with others in your life because they are not doing what you need them to do. You will sit and wish it all away, knowing that it doesn't work that way. You may find yourself full of regret, sadness, or anger over what you see as so much time wasted on anxiety and fear. You will be tempted to beat yourself up over how this problem has diminished the person you used to be. You will think of yourself as a bad parent, partner, friend, or employee because of anxiety. Some even experience a crisis of faith or spirituality during recovery. They may, reco they may wonder if a higher power has abandoned them or is punishing them. These are the emotional and mental obstacles that you will face as you execute your plan. Expect them. Do your best to prepare yourself for these obstacles and recognize them when they pop up. When doing the actual work itself, you will hit roadblocks. You will try to meditate and focus for five minutes while your mind is racing at close to the speed of light. You will attempt to relax your body and your body will put up a fight. You will want to do the work but will find yourself almost paralyzed with fear that tells you that you can't. You will want to allow the fear to wash over you, but your survival instinct will scream that you must do something to save yourself. The weather will change on you, introducing new road or travel conditions. This may cause you to incorrect, incorrectly gauge your safety again. This will fuel more fear. You may get sick with a cold, a stomach virus, or some other ailment. Your fear of your own body will turn a simple temporary condition into what you may be tempted to call a nightmare. Schedules will get disrupted. Family and friends will accidentally make things difficult for you sometimes. On some days, maintaining some semblance of a life will feel like a huge burden added to an already full plate. These are the practical challenges and obstacles that will, str that will struggle along the way. Again, expect them and prepare for them. It helps to have a plan in place that you can refer to when it comes to struggle and challenge. When you feel like you're stuck in cement, progress is coming at a slow pace, and you think you can't do this, what will you do? I would suggest saving this lesson somewhere convenient so you can see it regularly. You'll need a reminder that the struggle you're experiencing is part of making progress. This lesson is that reminder. Use it. 
I would also suggest talking about this and sharing this lesson with someone close to you. When you struggle, it is helpful to revisit information like this to gain perspective. It can be even more helpful to have a person or people point out that you are sitting passively in the struggle rather than taking action to address it. Online support groups can be a useful part of your struggle contingency as well. Use them as a source of motivation and inspiration, not only for sympathy and soothing. Whichever way you choose to execute it, having a plan is always going to be better than simply feeling defeated and directionless. Look at the differences in the thought processes and how one will move you forward on your path to recovery. First, I am struggling and lost. This is a hard place to be. Second, I'm struggling. So I will go back and reread, learn and look for sources of encouragement and motivation to get me past all this. This is still hard, but it's way better than the first option. Do You see the difference in those two directions? I want you to remember that anxiety disorders are masters of deception. Anxiety, fear and panic are excellent at magnifying and distorting everything bad. They are also excellent at hiding and minimizing everything good. A bad day quickly turns into hours of lament and fear that you will never get better. Panic during exposure that had become easy for you can be turned into an exasperated feeling that you are back to square one. The realization that your progress hasn't been fast enough to get you to some important event may get warped into a three day catastrophe in your head. Remember this at all times, write it down on your wall. If you have to, anxiety and fear are liars and manipulators. Do not forget that there will be struggles and challenges, it can help to remember that they will not actually be as disastrous as your mind will make them out to be. I know that challenges and struggles can be demoralizing and discouraging. I'd like to share some of my own personal experiences with you in the hopes that it will provide you with a little inspiration to keep going. I want you to know that I lived what you are living now I was you, I went through all the ups and downs of recovery, you will not find a more determined driven person than me but I struggled too. I promise I know what it feels like. I will admit that I never doubted my ability to get better. That may simply be part of my personality. But even in the face of a high sense of confidence and competence, some days were discouraging. Actually, some days were very discouraging. Many people hear me speak or see me on video and conclude that I'm super strong. They assume that it must have been easier for me than it is for them. Untrue. There were moments when I wanted to go to sleep for a very long time just to get a break and forget about this job that I had to do. There were days when I was shaking unsteady on my feet and my heart was pounding like a jackhammer. I literally had to drag myself at the door to do the work. For a while, my energy levels varied between tired and exhausted. I was very frustrated on days when I felt like my progress was too slow. At times, I was plain angry at the whole situation and for and at me for having gotten myself into it. Especially in the early days, my recovery wasn't fun in any way. It felt like a very large mountain to be forced to climb. I did not breeze through this process by any stretch of the imagination. While I was extremely consistent in my approach, that doesn't mean that everything went forward at a fast pace every day. I assure you it did not even for me. I struggled, I faced mental, emotional and practical challenges that were difficult to go over or around. As time went on as it will for you, I saw hours here and there that showed real promise. Those hours then became days, not consistent days, one good day, then three less than ideal days that felt like crap. Then there would be two good days in a row. At some point, the struggle became less a part of the journey. My brain was learning new lessons on unlearning the bad lessons it needed to leave behind. 
the fear wasn't constant and pervasive. The anxiety habit was breaking over time, and the clouds did start to lift. Then there would be a day that felt like it came straight out of the first week of my recovery. I would get so angry and impatient and frustrated by that. Invariably, that would pass and the skies would turn blue again for me. It was quite a roller coaster of ups and downs. In retrospect, I can say with absolute certainty like that my recovery, like the stock market over a long enough time, was always trending in a positive direction. Even when it didn't seem like it, progress was being made. But in retrospect, I could not recognize this progress until later on. It was progress, however. I know now that even the bad times served a teaching purpose. They provided experiences that became part of who I am now. The lessons that I learned through the struggle will serve me well today and will for the rest of my life. You will struggle. I struggled. We all struggle. I promise you that you will not struggle forever. Knowledge, planning, determination, and the experience and guidance of those who have come before you will get you through. You will find blue skies after the storm. I know you will. In the next lesson, we'll talk about avoiding the judgment trap and how best to judge and evaluate your progress during recovery. Okay, so that was lesson 5.5 in the book. I hope that you found it helpful. Um, I hate to talk about some of that stuff sometimes. I really do. I don't because I, I don't want to make it sound catastrophic like, oh, this is just going to be a nightmare every day. It's not. And I hope that I portrayed it reasonably accurately in what I wrote there. But struggles are going to come. And let's bring it back to my original idea for this episode, which was the bad day playbook. And I tried to allude to some of that in the lesson when I was writing that, like you should probably have a plan in place, as so much of recovery does to sort of really benefit from having a plan. But you should sort of have a contingency plan in place for your bad days. And I'll, I'll tell you why it matters. Because when people start to have they're they're working the process and they're going through this this journey and they're on the road to recovery and they are making progress some days it's slow and they're doing great especially when somebody is starting to really pick up momentum and they're starting to really see some forward movement and then you know a bad day hits or what they will call a bad day now i can get all philosophical on you and tell you that there are no good and bad days there are only days and it's then it's how we interpret them that matters and i believe that to be true i do that's just sort of my personal philosophy on life. And it also holds true in recovery. But let's like eliminate the philosophical for a second. And let's talk about the practical because that's where most of this stuff falls down, right? In the end, when you hit a bad day, the natural tendency when you struggle is to just slump in your chair and get super passive and, and sort of become a victim to a certain extent. And look, I did that too. I alluded to it when I wrote the lesson. I had days when I was just pissed off at the whole process. I was angry at me. I was angry at the world. And I was super frustrated. I really was. And so there were times when I literally allowed myself to sit there and just be angry and frustrated and, and disappointed even. Because, look, we're human and you're going to feel those things. So it's okay as part of the bad day play, uh, playbook, and we're going to call it the bad day playbook, it's okay to, to, to allow yourself to experience those emotions, anger, frustration, disappointment, sadness, even despair can be part of it, right? Uh, a sense of a little bit of helplessness or, you know, impatience. All okay, you're a human being, you're going to experience emotions as part of recovery. And you're going to experience some intense ones on the days that you find yourself struggling a bit or, or having a, a, an air quotes bad day. It's okay. So first line in the bad day playbook is it's okay to have a bad day and you're allowed to be human and feel the emotions that come along with that. So make sure you give yourself some space to feel those emotions and to let them be there without like declaring them a disaster. 
So, you know, I've done a podcast episode on that not too long ago. I don't remember which one now, but where I talked about that, you can feel an emotion and, and, and process it and let it be there because human beings are going to feel emotions, but it doesn't mean that you have to judge yourself just because you are feeling that emotion. So if you're going to feel angry or frustrated, or disappointed on a bad day, that's fine. Feel those things you are allowed. You don't have to then pile judgment about having the emotion on top of the emotion. So that's step one in the bad day playbook. Step two in the bad day playbook is to just remain aware of our natural tendency to just sit there and feel sorry for ourselves. We all do that. And I'm not that guy in any way, but I can tell you that even I have a tendency to do that on some days. Like it's just part of human nature. And that's okay. So you're going to give yourself some time to experience those emotions, that disappointment, that anger, whatever it is. That's part of the human part of it, right? But then you have to remember that I can't let this bad day turn into five bad days in a row simply because I'm just going to sit on the sofa now and sulk and declare myself hopeless and a, and a victim and this is never going to get better and I hate this. Well, you can hate it. That's part of the emotion. You could, you could be angry at it. I know I was from time to time. But what often comes along with that is the tendency to go into a very passive mode in sort of a victim mindset. So we have to be mindful of that and we need to counteract that. How do we counteract the passivity and the victim mindset? Well, one of the insidious things about the bad days and the days when you struggle is that for many, many people, especially if they're still in the beginning stages and they've started feeling, they've started with a self-image that includes, you know, less than a high level of confidence or feelings of competency. So especially for those folks, and if that's, if that's you, then I can sympathize with you over this, especially for those people, but for everybody, we sometimes find that the bad days, the struggles come like a slap in the face. They may surprise us, or if they don't surprise us, they just kind of may beat us down a little bit and take the air out of our balloon. That's normal. And that sometimes leads to confusion. So when you're having a bad day, you have to give yourself the, the space to be human. You have to recognize the fact that you may accidentally go into a very passive mode where you sort of become the passive victim of all this and then wallow for a while. But you may also find that you are either confused by the surprise attack of this bad day or just sort of beaten down and deflated by having a bad day or a bad few days. And it clouds your ability to reason and think and you become confused. And so one of the things that I see over and over and over in the community surrounding the, the podcast is people who will roll into the Facebook group or wherever it happens to be and, and, and say, like, I felt like I was doing so great, but the last two days I'm feeling nothing but anxiety. I had two panic attacks or I can't get past these thoughts. I'm getting dragged down the rabbit hole. And they'll say, I, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I feel like I can't remember what to do. Can someone please remind me what to do? And that is a thing that surprised me because I will admit that I never really kind of looked back at my recovery journey and saw those days. I'm sure that happened to me, but it's not really fresh in my memory. And seeing so many people share this experience where the bad day comes with all the emotions and disappointment and everything else, frustration, but it also is wrapped in confusion. And seeing people who are experiencing those bad days not know what to do. I don't remember what I'm supposed to do. Or a common statement is, I feel like I've forgotten everything that I know I should do. That is super common. It's something that I'm really surprised when I see, but, but I've come to accept that, oh, that's part of the deal here. Like confusion and, and sort of feeling like you've forgotten the program, I don't know what to do, is part of the deal for many, many people, maybe most people. And that's why I wanted to do this episode and address that. So 
your bad day playbook. Number one, give yourself the space to be human. Number two, give your, you know, understand that the, that part of being human may be the natural tendency to become super passive, stop moving forward and take on a victim mindset and sort of wallow for a while. Be mindful of that. And number three is to have a playbook. <laughs> so this is what we're going to talk about now for the next few minutes. Your playbook should probably include, I mean, take this podcast episode. And if you go to the anxious truth.com slash 118, that's where this episode will be forever on my website. The entire text of the chapter will be there. I'll even make it downloadable as a PDF. So you can you can go back to that website, you can listen to this chapter again. So part of your recovery of your bad day playbook might be go back to less go back to Drew's episode 118. It might be not because I'm special or magic, but because you know, it, it will help you gain your objectivity back a little bit and say, Oh, yeah, that's right. These days are going to happen. It's to be expected. You know, let me feel shitty for an hour or two. Let me be angry for an hour or two. And then let me see what I can do to get get moving. So the first thing I would tell you to do is come back to this particular podcast episode, go to the anxious truth.com slash 118 and download the PDF of the chapter if you want, save it somewhere, glue it in a book, I don't care what you do. But so okay, I'm gonna feel human, I'm gonna feel crappy, I'm gonna wallow for a little while, then I'm gonna recognize what I'm doing, I'm gonna get out my bad day playbook, and I'm gonna reread lesson 5.5 that Drew gave me. I'm gonna listen to that podcast episode again. Right? And then you're gonna go back to the basics. What am I here to do? What is this process all about? Oh, that's right. These are the things that I want you to almost write in the bad day playbook. Like I have to experience these bad days to learn from them. Like if everything was easy every day and got easier and easier and easier then recovery would be like a two week process and yay, everybody's better, but it doesn't work that way. And because we are in the business of experiential learning and recovery, you must experience those bad days and those days where you struggle. That is what teaches us the most valuable lessons. So I want you to put in your bad day playbook, go back and get some reminders of the fact that struggling is normal, it's going to happen and that you need to go to your playbook and execute it now. And, and you're going to want to say, Okay, let me remind myself here what the process is all about. The process isn't about feeling good. That's the end result over time. But this the target of the process is not having amazing days where you feel great. The target in this process is to learn that we are able to get through the struggles, we are able to tolerate distress, we are able to navigate through fear and uncertainty and panic and anxiety and learn through experience of, of, of feeling those things without trying to save ourselves that we're capable of feeling those things and still winding up okay. That is what we are doing here. That is our job in recovery. So I want you to remember as part of the bad day playbook, what your mission is here, your mission is to teach yourself a new relationship to the fear, the anxiety, the panic, the struggle a new relationship with yourself to a certain extent, you're learning how capable you really are of, of doing hard and scary things when need be to learn lessons, you're capable of learning new lessons and unlearning bad habits. So these days will ultimately when you look back on your journey, you will see those days as some of the most valuable days that you had. So the other thing I would put in the recovery handbook is to go to your support people. And in the chapter that I read, I said, maybe you should share this with somebody somebody close to you, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, a good friend, a sibling, whoever, and you don't have to do that. But sometimes it's useful to have a real live human being in your life who's in the house with you or close to you or a phone call away, where you can say, oh, I'm really struggling today. 
And that person, instead of, instead of saying, if you share this podcast with them, you share the lesson with them, you give them the PDF and say, do me a favor, take 10 minutes and read this. And when I call you and say that I can't do this, I'm broken, I'm beaten, I'm struggling, this is a shitty day. I, I want you to tell me that it's okay and that I'm not broken and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get better. But it can be helpful to have a person in our life or people in our lives who will say, okay, it's a really bad day and I'm super sorry that you're having a bad day. I feel for you. I love you. I'll come, let me give you a hug. That's okay. They should be able to do that for you. But then they should be able to grab you by the shoulders and say, hey, let's read that lesson again together. Let me remind you of what you're here to do. Let me remind you that this is a, a teaching moment for yourself. Right? So I, I think sharing this concept with someone in your life that is close to you, that can be a cheerleader and a coach for you, they don't have to be experts on anxiety. They just have to understand that you will struggle some days and that part of their job is to provide you with some measure of comfort and to know that you have somebody who is supporting you, but at the same time, to coach you away from just going into passive wallowing mode for days on end and declaring defeat. So it's helpful to do that too as part of your, you know, your bad day playbook. Have that person ready, prep them, and, and give them instruction. When I call you and say that I'm having a terrible day, you know, please give me a hug and let me put my head on your shoulder for a few minutes. And then please remind me of all this. Teach me these lessons again, please, because I might be confused and I may have forgotten them. And the third thing that I would say that you should do is to have some very basic, well, you know what, let me let me expand on the on the last point first. So it's it's helpful to have people in our lives that we are close to like real life people, I do understand that sometimes the, the people in your real life, and I'm not talking about your online life. Sometimes the people in your real life are not part of your recovery process. That's okay. That's okay. If you're listening to this podcast right now, then you have heard me talk about my Facebook group and the Facebook group can be a surrogate for those people. And trust me, it is like how many times you guys heard me say, you know, how incredibly proud I am of every single human being in that group. Because I'm going to tell you when somebody rolls into that group and says, I'm really struggling today, I feel like I've forgotten everything. There's going to be a bunch of people maybe that have never even spoken up before that will say, you know what, I'm struggling today too, but we can do this. We can do this. So uh, if nothing else, go to the anxious truth.com slash links. If you're not in the Facebook group, go and try and join the Facebook group. I don't care if you just join Facebook to be in the group. God knows I'm not a fan of Facebook. But that's where the group happens to be. Because it's the place where most people can find that sort of support easiest without learning another website or new software. So you can use whether it's my Facebook group, and you're aware of it, because you're listening to my podcast or some other group online that you that you want to frequent, that's fine, too. But what I would say is you can modify, you can use the in person, real life human flesh and blood people in your life to help coach you through the these days. And you can also use your online support system to help coach you through those days. But your online support system in these situations should be one that does more than just try to soothe you and tell you it's okay. And this too shall pass. You do not want an online support system full of you know, inspirational quotes and, and memes about how this too shall pass and, and all of those things. It will pass. The day will pass and the struggle will pass. It will pass better when you make it pass, though. And you want more than just soothing and it's okay. And yes, we're all in, the, in this together. Like those are fine things to hear. But then someone needs to remind you, we can do hard stuff together. This is what I'm doing today. This is what I did last week when I struggled. Hey, have you done, tried this today? Go back and read that chapter. Have you listened to that podcast? You want an online support system that will both 
support you from an emotional level and will also encourage you when you hit those days. That should be part of the deal. So let's move on to what I think is the last part of the bad day playbook. And that is having a set of pre written instructions, if you will. And the reason why I call this a playbook, you know, if you're if you're in the US, you know, anything at all about American football, you know, that a, a professional or any American football team has a literal playbook. Uh, maybe now it's electronic. But you know, in the old days, it was an actual book, a binder, like a three ring, three ring binder, you know, and the coaches and, and, and strategy people for the team would come up with a bunch of plays that the team would execute in certain moments based on the time of the game or situation in the game. So they didn't have to make it up on the fly. They literally followed a script. At this stage of the game, we will run these plays. Like there's value in that. So the reason why I'm calling it the, the you know, the bad day playbook is that it gives you a script to run without having to think on your feet. And one of the most important parts of this script, the last one I'm going to give you is you should have scripted out some very basic activities. I don't care if you're eight months down the road in your recovery, it does not matter. Like so if you're at the point where you started as stuck on your sofa, and now you are driving regularly 3040 miles from home on a regular basis, that's great. But on a day when you are hit with anxiety or panic or the intrusive thoughts or whatever the problem is, and, and you feel like you can't get out of bed or you want to throw in the towel, you just want to wallow in it and be passive for a couple of days. Well, you don't have to get in the car and drive 40 miles again, run some very basic beginner routines. Let me get up, let me brush my teeth, let me wash my face, let me make some breakfast, let me put on some clothes, let me go sit out in the sun. The basic things that just introduce movement and remind yourself that you are capable and competent, even when you are feeling defeated. So I think an essential part of the bad day playbook, if you're going to have one, and I think you should have one as part of the recovery process, is that scripted list of basic recovery activities that maybe were your first exposures that you did early on, go back and do them again. They may wind up being a little bit difficult for you on that day. And that's fine. But you'll do them anyway. Or you may discover like, Oh, I remember when this was so hard for me. And look, it's just now it's just a trip to the supermarket, I'll buy a gallon of milk because I happen to need one. So go back and script yourself the most basic activities that you can perform on the bad days, run your bad day playbook, right? Allow yourself to be human, allow yourself that space to experience the disappointment, the emotions, reach out to the people in your life that are real in your life to to, you know, soothe you to to support you and also to coach you pick your online support communities, go to them for support for soothing and for encouragement, motivation and coaching, then run your plays, run your plays, get up, get dressed, take care of yourself, take care of the kids, get them off to school, you can do those things even when you're feeling crappy. And when you are hit with that setback day, and I hate the word setback, but everybody uses it. And you can't remember what to do. Just run the plays. Here's the script, I'm going to read this script, even though I don't feel like reading the script. I'm going to run these plays, even though I don't feel like running these plays, and you will be better off for it. Just bring it all the way back to the very basics. Totally fine. They are a way for you to automatically and without having to think on your feet on a bad day. They are a way for you to counteract the natural tendency to accidentally become passive and disengage from the recovery process. And that I think is the bad day playbook. So understanding what's happening, and then having a plan in place that you can just turn to really quickly and say, Okay, this is what I do on a day where I'm struggling, I do these things. 
And you will find that it will make a difference. Is it going to make all the disappointment and anger like instantly disappear? Are you going to go from feeling really terrible to feeling amazing in two hours? No. I mean, you might, it's possible. But don't do it for that. Do it because this is the time when you have to take action more than any other time. And when you accomplish some little things, when you do things proactively and productively, you know, instead of just sitting there and, and just being a passive victim to the bad day, when you take the bull by the horns and say, oh, I do this when I have bad days, and it doesn't make me feel instantly better, but at least I know I did something and I acted instead of just sitting there. Super important. All right, guys. Anyway, okay, that's enough. We're probably over 30 minutes between the intro, the chapter, and this. I appreciate you guys coming by as always. The fact that you give me your time and attention and your trust, I cannot even tell you. Like sometimes that hits me like a ton of bricks. Like that is no joke to me. And I appreciate it. And I honor the fact that you trust in my words. And I take that very seriously. I just needed to say that today. Uh, so anyway, if you are listening, I have to say if you're listening, go to the anxious slash links to follow along on the social and join the Facebook group. Just join the group. I mean, really, you will love it. The people are amazing. So uh, there's that. And if of course, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or some platform that lets you rate or review the podcast, please rate it or leave a little review because if it's helping you, then that helps other people find the podcast too. And I do this to try and help as many people as I can. So I would appreciate it. I would consider it a favor. Thanks for coming by. I will see you guys in the next episode. Keep moving forward. It's in these feelings that you never show. Yeah, you're doing fine. It's all around you, you can breathe it in. And this is where your story begins. You got the feeling that you're gonna win. Yeah, you're doing fine. Now in the city and you're living fast. No looking back or dwelling on the past.